Is inflation taking a bite out of your grocery budget? Andrews Federal Credit Union is here to help. Introducing our Inflation Buster Share Certificate with 5% APY for seven months now through December 14th. Bring your money to Andrews Federal Credit Union today. The Inflation Buster account must be open with new money. Andrews Federal Credit Union membership is not just for the military. We also serve the community. Visit andrewsfcu.org. Federally insured by NCUA. Membership eligibility required. APY equals annual percentage yield. Must have a $1,000 minimum balance to earn advertised APY. This is the Average to Savage podcast with Paul Garino. Everyone and anyone, athletes, celebs, and much more. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Average Savage podcast. Our special guest today is Ivan Curtis, a.k.a. OG King Kurt. What's what's going on? Uh, a lot, man. A, a <laughs> lot. Uh, you know, as we was talking previously, I mean, it's good times, but it's some bad times, too. So, but uh, just happy to be here, and thanks for having me. Yeah, for sure. Appreciate you coming on. Um, yeah, let's just uh, before we even go into your story, uh, let's just go into like how are you feeling right now, and like what do you think? You think there is going to be change? Like what what's going on in your head? Uh, at times, I find myself all over the place. I mean, mm-hmm. it's um, you know, I, I want to, I, I fo- you know, you're focusing on yourself, you're focusing on your career, your family, friends, and different things like that. Uh, but you can't ignore uh, a lot of the changes that's going on in the world. And uh, some of us, um, you know, it's been existing. Uh, it's been blanketed a little. And then, boom, here we are again. Uh, you know, for a lot of people that's even old, much older than me, reliving uh, some times that they experienced back 40, 50, 60 years ago. Um, so it's definitely uh, a time. I mean, we've been d- dealing with a pandemic. And not only that, but just... Uh, a lot of acts of violence, and and it's just uh, tough. I mean, yeah. it, to the, all, the inhale all in at once with everything that's going on, and some you know a lot of us out of out of our control. Yeah, definitely. Um, like, what are what are what are some things that like you would want to see change? I mean, just you know, we talk about um, you know racism. Uh, social injustices and different things of that nature. It's just certain things that we get. We get two different versions. Uh, We'll see, uh, you know, we talk about criminals, criminal backgrounds and different things like that, but we'll watch one, one person uh, commit a crime and, you know, pretty much hand slap, not too much happens, but then we'll watch a, a person of color commit a similar or the same crime. And, uh, the, you know, it's their life or they get thrown the book. And, it, and it's like, you know, that's where we're losing justice and, and, and hoping our government officials and, and, and everybody uh, uh, that, that controls that. I mean, and it's, I think that's the thing. I mean, I, I'm not, I'll never advocate for anybody that's doing wrong, whether they're black or white. Mm-hmm. But all I'm saying is, you know, treat the, treat the crime the, the same. I mean, it, you know, a criminal is a criminal. It doesn't matter who, what they look like, what color they are, or anything like that. But, I mean, just show us that everybody will get the same treatment. I mean, we talk about equality. That can't just be for the good. Yeah. It has to be for even things that happen that, that's, uh, that's, that's bad. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's just like I'm, I'm not no expert on no police laws or anything, but it's just like the kid that was just carrying the gun uh just walking right by him like that doesn't even make sense in general for anybody to do that that doesn't that that's like i don't understand that i agree i'm with you too i mean i wouldn't 
I don't have a law degree. I don't know. <laughs> the, I don't know everything to and fro, but I know that it's been kids of color that has been killed for less. Yeah. And that's the only thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I definitely want to do some research on actual, I don't know if there is official rules. I guess in each state there is different rules, I'm assuming, for police. But so, yeah, I definitely want to educate myself on that just so I could speak on it more and uh, not sound uh, possibly dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just to, and to finish that off is like that's really the key to me is, is first – uh, bringing awareness, and then the next thing is educating yourself, and and, and after educating, finding a mutual understanding of of what the situations are, and I think if we can do that collectively, then that's when we can start uh, creating a change that mo- I, I would like to think most of the world wants to see. Yeah, yeah, I think I don't. Once again, I think all the states have different gun laws, and I think those definitely have to be looked at, especially now. Right. I know that was a deep conversation, but going into your career, uh, just tell me a little bit about yourself. I know, actually, I thought you grew up in New York, but you just told me previously <laughs> you grew up in Ohio. So uh, tell me about a little bit like growing up in Ohio and uh, basically how you got involved in gaming. You know, I grew up in Dayton, Ohio, born in 1978. Um, you know, OG. OG one of King the, Kurt. <laughs> yeah, one of the, the older figures in the gaming community, especially 2K. Um, started playing games as a, as a young kid. Um, you know, I was an athlete, but when I wasn't at practice or playing games or working out or whatever, uh, I just love to play video games. And I started out playing, um, I started out playing Atari, uh, floppy disk games, uh, different things like that. And, um, you know, it grew over time and basically the, um, 2K was born uh, right when I, I graduated high school, 1978, 1997. Oh, 19, uh, and then I went off to the military. And that's when I really got into gaming because, you know, when I went to the Navy, uh, I was in engineering, uh, worked as a machinist mate. And when we wasn't working, everybody was playing. Like, we was either playing cards, dominoes, some people played chess. And then the infamous PlayStation. Uh, that's that was that was our console of choice at the time. Uh, I, I think it was a PlayStation Two, and um, we played live religiously, over and over. And then eventually, when Dreamcast came out, Two um, K became a game of choice, and I, I played it heavy. Honorable Discharge, two thousand one, um, came home back to Ohio. Um, you know, my, I was, I was married at the time. Uh, I got married during the, uh, my stint in the military. And then when I came back home, um, just started, I got into nursing, uh, worked as a STNA, uh, for, for years. And, uh, but I still kept playing the game. Uh, so fast forward to 2011, I think, uh, right when they started the crew mode of, um, 2K. Now, mind you, by then, I done converted from Dreamcast to Xbox uh, 360. Didn't know anything about online gaming or nothing. Didn't have a, a Xbox Gold or, or nothing. And one night, um, I had a, it was an employee that I was training. And uh, he knew everything. Like, he was a big-time gamer. Um, and in one night, 
he taught me, you know, how to get online, how to do everything I needed to do to create a player uh, for the crew mode. Because basically that was like one of the, the big my player modes where you develop your player, you can team up with four other people and play uh, 5v5 against other people. Um, so he taught me everything I needed to know. From that point, I started playing online. And then 2014, 15, they came out with the Jordan Rec Center. And that's when it really kind of took off. I mean, you had more access to creating your player. You can all go into the rec, uh, meet up and play against other teams and different things like that. Um, but it was organized leagues going on as well uh, that a lot of people didn't know about. But I searched a lot of game forums and different things like that. So I ended up registering one for one. I got a group of guys together. We was playing competitively in those leagues. And I came across another league uh, where I met a, uh, now to this day one of my best friends, uh, Tawan Fairley, uh, known as LT in the, in the gaming community. He's the, the GM and coach for Mavs GG at the 2K League. Uh, we crossed paths. We started playing together. And then one day, uh, out of the blue, he just said, uh, Kurt, I think uh, I can I can run a league better than all these leagues that's going on. And I said, you do? And he was like, yeah. And I said, what do you want to call it? He said, the MPBA. And I said, what's that stand for? He said, the My Player Basketball Association. And uh, I said, well, if you want to do it, you know, I'll help you. And I was working. I started working in the league initially that I started playing in. He was working in the league that he was uh, playing in. So we put both of our minds together. Uh, started the MPBA uh, by 2016. It was the most popular league uh, to play in. Uh, all the top players from game battles um, that played play game battles, they played 2K uh, at the Pro-Am level because uh, Pro-Am mode really took off in 2016. Mm -hmm. um, and from that point forward, um, it opened up a whole new world that uh, we didn't even <laughs> – we never thought it would be. Uh, now to date, um, that put me in position, uh, put both of us in position. In the first year of the NBA 2K League, uh, we worked with Bucks GG as a draft analyst. And that was basically like our foot in the door with the 2K League. And then the following year, uh, he was hired by Mavs GG and I was hired by Nets GC, which is the affiliate of the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, that's dope. Well, let me take it back to you were in the Navy. Like, what, what was your overall experience like being in the Navy? To be honest, I I loved it for real. I mean, um, you know, you got to travel. The only thing about it, the only thing I really used to complain about was that you get to go and see all these beautiful places. But if it's not with the people that, like, you really want to be with, it, <laughs> it, it kind of, like, it dulls the experience a little bit. But overall, just the experience that I gained is like something that you like you you can't you can't buy. Like you, I mean, it's something that you just go through, and um, I just think it 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 helped me a lot. Um, just being able to deal with a lot of adversity because it's it's a lot that goes on from time to time, and you have to be able, you know, ready to think on the spot, react on the spot, and the one thing about it. Um, that I really loved about the unity uh, that the, the military provided because you will find yourself in situations that can be a matter of life and death. Mm -hmm. and, and, and at that point, it doesn't matter what, what color you are, what, ra what race, what nationality, you're going to band together to make sure you're all safe. 
And because uh, I'll tell you the funny, uh, funny experience. Um, I'm, I went through boot camp, went through A school, uh, went to the fleet. I was on the USS Ponce LPD 15. Don't ask me how I remember that, but it's something I think I'll never forget. Um, we were we were going out on our first uh, our first run and uh, first deployment, and we had a fire drill. And during this fire drill, everybody's running like it's it's mad chaos. Like, and I'm young, like I'm 18, like I'm like fresh. So I'm looking around, I'm panicking and everything, and um, trying to hurry up and get dressed. And then at the end of it. I didn't get dressed in the amount of time that you that it actually takes to, that you're supposed to get dressed in. But I was like, afterwards, I asked one of the chiefs, and I was like, man, like, you know, why does everybody have to suit up? Like, I wasn't, I was an engineer, and I wasn't a, fi- a fireman because you know you have firemen on the the ship. And he said, Curtis, when you out on the water, there's no fire department coming to save you. <laughs> he said, and I said. I said, damn, you're right. Like it, like you know, I'm young. I I wasn't thinking, and like, because I'm thinking, I'm talking about clerks. Everybody was suiting up, getting ready to to fight the fire, and I'm thinking, like, well, we got fire. I remember, it's like, no, nah, it's it's all hands on deck, like, and so like that type of unity and, and experiences and different things like that has definitely translated into a large part of uh, my work ethic and my my mindset as far as working together with other people. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, that, I mean, that, those are definitely dope stories. Um, like, yeah, what did, what did that teach you? And like, how did that develop you into like the person you are today? It's basically like, you know, you in life, like you're going to deal with a lot of shit, man. Like there's a lot of things are going to be thrown your way and how you respond most of the time determines whether uh, you received what you're looking for or in, in, and sometimes that you don't. And I think for me, I learned to really deal with things more on a, a logical level. And really, I try to pride myself on thinking uh, situations out thoroughly before I reply or react. And I think that's um, one of the qualities that I think a lot of people who do happen to like me, that's one thing. Because I'm pretty much always on the up and up and I'm pretty flatlined. Like, I mean... Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times my demeanor, um, you know, that laid back nonchalant, and then you add my voice. A lot of people think like, man, he don't really, he don't care. He must don't care or, or, or whatever. But that's not the case. It's just, I think as I'm getting older, I just, I try not to stress myself out. And I, um, it's a cliche term that we use in the 2K community, but it's, it's universal. It's just control what you can control. And that's really what I try to focus on. I mean, if, if I don't, if I can't, uh, if, if I, if I, if I only do what I can do and I mean, and that's pretty much what the code that I live by. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I definitely feel you on that. Like, uh, <laughs> just like talking calmly and so, cause people sometimes are like, yeah, why aren't you excited? Or like, why aren't you? I'm just like, I'm just chilling. Like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it's just right. the way I talk. Like, I don't know. You want me to talk differently? You want me to be real or like, you want me to be like fake? I don't understand. <laughs> Right. No, I agree. It's, it's sometimes um, I talk to my assistant a lot, who's also our social media uh, manager. And I say, man, I think when I look at myself on camera, I look I look so dead and boring sometimes. But it's like, yeah, Kurt, you do sometimes. But the message yeah. is the is the key. And, you know, I just take it and roll with it.
No, nah, basically, I, I already could tell just your personality just by based on uh, your tweets and just uh, like just supporting everybody pretty much. Yeah, I think I just think it's important. Like, I mean, like I mentioned to you earlier, I mean, like, I don't understand why it's so happy, uh, so hard for uh, people to be happy for one another. They, they get along. I mean, I think what we do sometimes as people is we try to control the feelings and actions of others mm-hmm. instead of under instead of seeking understanding. Uh, me, I'm more when I see somebody maybe, you know, lashing out or, or you know, or anything like that. I'm trying to figure out, you know, what's wrong. Like, what are the reasons for them doing that? And I think once you do that, then you can have a a, a mutual understanding between each other. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think that's one reason why I like doing the podcast. Cause I like asking people a lot of questions. Like even before, like I always knew you from doing the show or Renee, but I was just like, Oh, who are these guys? And then, you know, look them up and research. And then I was like, Oh, he's like, no, that's dope. Like he's the coach of the Nets gaming team and GM. So actually going into that, I know you, how you, I know you already told me like how you got it, but so what do you got? What, like explain to me that people don't know, like what's your job description for that? <laughs> man it's, it's it's a long list but in, in short terms it's basically i am responsible for the everyday actions and functions for next gc um you know i i assist with partnerships and, and, and management uh between you know obtaining and dealing with brands and and getting sponsorships for next gc i'm responsible for the team of course and uh, selecting players, managing those players, uh, and just overall building uh, the, the Nets GC brand and making sure that the players are getting or provided uh, the best of what they need in order for them to perform. Um, I, you know, that comes from down to like is uh, in terms of selecting housing. They, they, you know, they the players that we draft, they move in our market area here in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, they're provided with housing for the six months. Um, there's perks involved. I mean, here and there with, you know, team dinners, obviously if the world was in normal rotation, they yeah. would attend games, concerts, and sometimes as much as boxing matches, uh, different things that's all provided at, at the Barclays center. And even some of those things beyond, um, helping them, uh, you know, just overall, um, we have a PR staff that, uh, provides uh, media training uh, for them, you know, when they get interviews and and different things of that nature. Um, obviously, YL Ancuni is the assistant general manager. Um, he assists me as well every day. Um, and he, like I mentioned, he's also the social media manager. So he uh, creates a lot of the content, makes sure that the players are in tune with what he wants and needs for our team. Because uh, content is a big thing in esports, as you may know. Um, so that's uh, the attractive piece that we have that's appealing to a lot of our sponsors because uh, it provides that visual engagement for their their product. So um, just a lot of things of that nature. But it's just if anything that has that says an SGC, I'm I'm not too far away from uh, providing a service for it. Yeah. What about does it does it work like a regular team where you could could you trade players? Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. Obviously. Like Wait, so you is, could trade your game, your, <laughs> your players. Yeah. I mean, uh, f- for those who may not be familiar with the NBA 2K league is, you know, it's six, six uh, person rosters. 
uh, could be male or female if they, you know, happen to be uh, drafted, but they control their own players, 5v5. They, you know, they play as their own avatar. Uh, so it's physically a person. So, yes, trades, uh, we do have trade windows. Obviously, the pandemic affected um, a lot of that this year, but you given we are given assets, an, a certain number of assets, and we can use those assets towards trades and different things of that nature. So, yeah, it, it's basically the virtual form uh, of the NBA. Just it's just so crazy to me because it's like, you know, growing up, it's like, I always say like, like the esports has blown up so much, but just like growing up when your parents told you like get off the video games and now it's like an actual career. Hey, well, imagine me. Yeah, I know. That's time, I, I was 35 when everything got the kick cooking for me. Now, and I was a high school basketball coach. Um, I worked at, I worked as an STNA for 13 years, but then in between, uh, I was a manager at a group home for three years. So I was still actively like doing a lot of different things while I was uh, running our gaming and, and uh, leagues and tournaments. So um, I was, you know, I, I was always doing something and still making sure I was uh, providing income and taking care of my family. But uh, gaming was just something that never, it, it never died in me. I just, it kept it in me. And, it, and uh, here we are, like I said, a lot of people was like, man, all you do is play the game. Like, it, they didn't realize I was running yeah. a tournament and league circuit. They thought I was just sitting there playing all day long. And uh, once they seen I, I made it basically to the NBA, they was like, now they take it serious. Like, now it's no longer a joke. <laughs> so did you ever think – did you ever think this was possible, like, to basically have video games, eSports, like, as a full-time job? No. <laughs> like, nah. Like, I mean, with the – Nah, never, never. Like, I mean, it, it's crazy. I still, like I said, every day or every other day I wake up and I'm like, I can't believe I can't believe it. Like, I mean, I literally can't believe it. I mean, the experiences that I had, the people I get to work with, um, that I can't even tell you the countless knowledge uh, that I've gained since working for an NBA organization. And, and just what I love about Brooklyn, I, I can only speak about Brooklyn. I, and this is no knock to any other organization or anything, but all mm-hmm. I know is Brooklyn. And what I love is that everybody works together to get the job done. Like, and, and it can't, I spoke about that earlier with my military experience, and that's literally what it is. I mean, you know, we have a lot of things. You know, I love our partnership team because they are they're go-getters. And, you know, we, we brainstorm. We come up with a lot of good concepts. And they go out and, and make and make things happen, and um, they're a large part of our, you know, our success and, and what we look for in building the brand. So, you know, there's countless guys, you know, Nick Haney, you know, Seth, uh, Pat, um, you know, Jeff, uh, Ryan, like, you know, they all play a part. You know, even PR with Rachel Kirsten, and I mean, like, they everybody plays their part in helping. Mm-hmm. Uh, and SGC be what it is. And I, I just love that, that aspect. Yeah. What, what advice would you give to uh, a gamer that wants to be a professional gamer? Whew. I mean, I think, you know, obviously our league, um, you have to be at least 18 years old or 18 years old and have graduated or 18 years old and your graduating class has graduated. Um, you know, it's, it's amateur leagues that are that go on and are being played uh the biggest 
uh, part of the qualification for the 2K League. They, every year, um, the first part of the qualifications normally typically go out and I don't know how it's going to go this year, so just bear with me, but this has been standard protocol uh, since the league has started. It'll go out normally like November. Um, you, you'll have a certain time frame to, to complete whatever the qualifications are, and that's on PS, you know, PlayStation or Xbox. Um, then once you do that, um, complete that, then you'll be given a tab to compete in the combine. And then the combine is, is qualifications where – you have to play at least uh, a minimum number of games. Um, they take that and basically, um, you know, this is the part where it gets a little tricky. Uh, you do that. It doesn't guarantee you a spot in the draft pool, but what it does is makes you eligible uh, to be selected for the draft pool. Um, so you'll complete that. You'll um, get an interview uh, from the league and then you'll go into a pool of players and, uh, nobody knows the algorithm that's used, mm -hmm. uh, but they'll cycle all those players that competed and eventually they'll pull, you know, 150 to, to 200 players out of that pool and it'll make you draft eligible. I know the past season, um, it was a hundred, I think it was like 250 players and then they reduced it down to 150 players somewhere in that area. Um, and, that that was the the draft pool, plus the players who don't get protected are retained from the following season, uh, and that's what's that's what uh, completes our draft pool. It's the new up and the new incoming players plus the players who are uh, not retained or protected from the following season. So, are these players are is there only like one year contracts or there's multi multi year contracts too? Just six months count, six month contracts. Okay, so like every year the team could possibly be new. Yes. Okay. Um, you can you now it's two phases in the off season. Um, like we're obviously in our off season now uh, for us, um, but you have your protection uh, period before the expansion draft, where you can keep, um, you can keep up to two, two to three players, uh, if you choose, uh, minimum two. Mm -hmm. And then you have the phase after that is retainment where um, those players who wasn't drafted in the expansion draft, uh, they can go back and you can go back and resign those players if you choose. And if not, then they would, they just go back into, they'll go into the draft pool for the upcoming season. I gotcha. Yeah. It's, see, that's interesting. Yeah. I didn't know what the, what the contracts and stuff are like, like that. So that's dope to know. Um, yeah, you can keep – now, let me add to that. You can keep, you know, up to three to four players. Once you get to that third and fourth player, what you do is you lose um, draft picks uh, for the upcoming draft. Okay. So, I mean, it, and it's changing every year. Um, mm -hmm. So, I'm just speaking vaguely on it. But um, I like it. It's became more realistic. So, yeah, works out. How, how many teams are there right now? 23 teams. It's 22 okay. – um, NBA affiliated teams, and we have our first uh, non North American team this year in Gen G uh, from Shanghai. Okay, that's dope. Um, you think the other teams are going to get one? Like the other NBA teams are going to get teams? Um, I believe so, but if they don't, it's it's been shown that it's a, a vast interest of esports organizations that's looking uh, to get a team in the two K league. 
Now, what about could these players be on like one of those like clans too, or no? Yeah, yeah, it's a oh. lot of um, yeah, it's a lot of players that's in the league that are in clans. I mean, obviously, um, it's you know, by the end season, it's a lot of things that they can't do. Yeah, uh, tradition traditionally, but in the off season, a lot of them go back and play with each other and different stuff like that. I got you. See, I'm new to all this, so I got to ask the questions. <laughs> oh no, no, ask away. <laughs> Um, all right, so are you ready for the average of savage questions? They're hey, fun questions. Hey, let's do it. <laughs> all right. Um I get so I usually ask this, but who would who would you want to do like a jersey a esports jersey swap with? Oh, any like any like clan or like any uh 2K team, anything? Um it's- I never thought about that. That's an interesting <laughs> question. Um, I guess, I mean, I keep it relative to my eSport because it is some people that I look up to. I mean, one of our better coaches in the 2K League is Jeff Terrell for um, known as White Kite. Um, he's the the head coach and general manager for 76ers GC, and he's been uh, one of the most successful coaches in the league. So I guess if I had to do a a, a swap, it would probably be with him. All right, what about what about the NBA? You know what? Ironically, I want to do a jersey swap with Karis LeVert because right. um he he's from Ohio too. And we both uh we both employed for Brooklyn. And <laughs> I haven't met him yet, so that would be a perfect, perfect person. So I I know we talked about a lot of stuff, but what's something that people don't know about you? Um that I write poetry. I think All I right. I think, yeah, I think that's, I think I've been contemplating whether I was going to do some spoken word on, on maybe one of my podcasts or something like that. But uh, it's definitely, I got it from my mom. My mom was a poet. Um, You know, she died when I was young, but uh, I got to read a lot of her work and uh, she was, she was pretty deep. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah, that's dope. See, that's it. I don't know. I don't know if that's exclusive, but. No, nah, it is. You know what? That's fine. I've never. I'm, I just was thinking about that. I've never. I got. That. I got the. Um. I'm. <laughs> I'm super satisfied now. <laughs> yeah, like I was thinking, like out of all the interviews and everything I've done, like I've never said that to anybody. What's dope? Uh, what about what's your favorite song right now? Um, I'm an R&B guy. Believe it or not. Um. Well, actually, most people probably would think I'm probably R and B, but Sammy uh, has a song called "Peace" that I like. It's a nice little love ballad. It's my favorite right. song right now. All right, I'll take it. So I make I make a playlist with all the people's songs that people say. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it'll be on there now. What's it on? What's uh? What app is it on? Spotify. All right, I got it. I got it. I've I've updated it since uh. I don't know, episode something, but 80 something, but I got, so I got to update it. Okay. Well, last one you could, uh, if you want to answer it or not, uh, my last question usually is to everybody is, uh, do you have any questions for me? Um, or a question? Yeah, of course I would. Um, you know, you, you manage it, you manage a nice roster. Like, I mean, and you know, one of them is my fan favorite, obviously, Benet. And uh, it's like, how, like, I just like, how did you come across 
the majority of the people that you manage? Like, how, what, what was that interaction like? Um, basically, it's off social media. I mean, I started my brand in 2011 just as a Twitter page, and then I got into the clothing, and then that's pretty much how I was, I was doing influencer marketing before influ- influencer marketing was even a term, which is, like, pretty funny because I wasn't I, – I just thought about it, like, pretty much, like, last year that that was what I was doing even though I, I knew what I was doing, but I didn't, you know what I'm saying? Like the, that word wasn't, didn't have a title. Yeah. For it. It, yeah. So, so that, and then just build relationships from there. And um, yeah. And then pretty much was doing stuff like, like this and getting people interviews. And I didn't realize that was like a job basically. So it was like, yeah. So it was like, I was like helping them out, but I didn't even, I mean, I knew I was helping them, but I didn't know that could be a career path basically. So I, I love that. I mean, for yeah. me, um, you know, I'm, I'm single now. I used to, I've used, I, I've been married twice. Last, uh, my last marriage, um, she, it used to be funny and we, and mind you, I'm still friends and uh-huh. we still cool with all of them. So we still talk a lot. And, um, but one of the things that we used to go back and forth about is she used to be like, you know, uh, my nickname is Chunky. She's like, Chunky, like you only do stuff that, that, that you good at. Like you don't, you don't do anything to like challenge you. And I used to be like, like, that sounds pretty smart to me. I said, like, so you want me to go out and struggle and to try to appease you? Like, I'm like, so what I'm saying in terms is like, I've always believed in operation, operating on passion mm-hmm. and what you love to do. I, I swear to this day. I have not, since I left the military, I'm not saying that I was dissatisfied with the military because I loved every second while I was in. But when I got out, I told myself two, I told myself a few things. I said, one, I'm never going to work first shift because getting up at four, three, four in the morning was not it. Um, so when I got out, um, I only did work that I wanted to do. And I've been doing that ever since. So it's like, you know, some because my thing was you can get a job that pays more money, mm-hmm. you hate it, or you can get a job that you truly love and you can work double, triple, and it won't phase you because you love doing it, yeah. and you'll make up the money on the back end. And that and that system has worked for me. Probably doesn't work for everybody else, but I mean, but for me, that's been one of my keys to success. I honestly believe it. Yeah, no, I totally feel you on that because I I've been I've taken freelance jobs where it's like maybe it's more money or maybe it's less money, but it's like what I like to do, so I don't really care because it's like I'm doing it and it doesn't. I mean that, but then sometimes I'm thinking I'm like, how am I getting paid this much and only this much for this? But it's like I mean they're still dope things, so it's like whatever. And the other thing, I don't know if people ever tell you this, but a lot of people always tell me like, why are you doing so many different things? Like I don't, and they're and they're like you should focus on one thing, and I'm like absolutely not. Like I'm not focusing on one thing. I don't, I don't get that either. And I literally, and it only, I'm only saying that because somebody just DM me the other day when I posted like all the things I do and they said, why aren't you focusing on one thing? I think throughout time we've been taught the, we've been taught to think and do things that are completely inaccurate. I mean, for me, like I said, I mean, when I was younger, I had no clue of what I wanted to do, but internally, I felt like I can do whatever I wanted. Uh, I just didn't know what I wanted to do, but I felt like I had some great traits 
that would allow me to be successful one day. Didn't know what it would be. I always thought I was great at organizing, good at managing things. And that was one of the particular things about our gaming league and tournaments that it was completely organized and structured. And, and, that, and I put that in everything I do. So um, me personally, I knew one day I wanted a podcast. My thing is sometimes it's just about timing and different things. But other than that, I just believe, man, I don't ask a lot of questions. And I see, like, you, just, I can feel you the same way. You just, if you want to do it, you do it. And you learn, I, you learn along the way. I mean, and that's truly what I've been doing. I mean, I, I think I attribute growth to everything I do because a lot of projects I start, they may not start out the best. But I guarantee as it as the momentum picks up, it gets better and better with time. Yeah, and a podcast is a perfect example because literally everybody has one now. True. I mean, true. I, I think the thing about it for me, uh, you know, I started doing the OG Two Cents uh, statements on Twitter. Um, yeah. It vastly took off, and I've been doing it for almost two years now. But, but see, the thing about it for me and being a little strategic is that I didn't start doing the podcast right away. Yeah. I said, I, once I seen it picking up the momentum, I said, you know what? People want to, they probably want to know what I mean by, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. by what I'm tweeting. And, you know, on Twitter, you can't really, you can't really tell, you can't, you don't have, it's not enough time in a day to tell people exactly everything and how you feeling when you tweet it. So yeah. I said, if I do it in a, in a show platform, then people will truly get an understanding of what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, last one, bonus question. Who's your dream interview to get on your podcast? <sighs> Man. <laughs> it's a lot. You know what? I mean, I'm going to keep it in-house because there's some people that just truly impress me. Like, I mean, um, our owner, Joe Sy. Like, I right, mean, yeah. because I watch the work that he does. And, and I've had, you know, I, he was at the Christmas party um, that we had. And obviously you see a ton, like everybody, but you don't get to talk to everybody. And, yeah. But he, he gave a, a, a talk and he told a story. And um, it really like spoke volumes to me. Like somebody who has an extreme amount of wealth and obviously knowledge, but to still kind of make you feel like he's right beside you. And like, when you can have that type of impact with the, the wealth and, 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 and knowledge and power that he can possess, then like, that's intriguing to me. Yeah. Like, I mean, cause you don't always find that in, in everybody who has what he has. So yeah, I think that's, um, and then right next to him, Sean Marks, because he's an actual GM in the two, in the NBA. And yeah. I just want to love like what goes on in the mindset of somebody who's actually doing it on the physical level versus me doing it on the virtual level. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. That'd be, that'd be dope. That's, that would be connecting the new I'm, world with the old world. I'm, I'm working on it. <laughs> It'll happen. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you coming on and uh, could you let the listeners know where they can follow you at? Um, I'm OG King Kurt on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, you can also follow the podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at OG Two Cents Podcast. All right, again, appreciate it. And, uh, well, good luck next season. Appreciate it. Because I know, oh, yeah, you got the – congrats. You got it renewed, right? Oh, yeah. And I'm breaking this live on your show because uh, uh, I actually just – 
And you know what? Man, it's you getting all kind of all kind of bonuses here because it was this day last year that I, I renewed. So boom, here we are. <laughs> Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun with over eighty casino style games to choose from. You too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.